Welcome to the Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Krause. Hello, hello, Ian. We're back. We have another week of uh, questioning. You're going to get more questions than you've ever been questioned before, Ian, because the questions keep coming and I can't stop them. I've tried, believe me. I've really tried, but... Uh, well, I feel a little guilty because I wondered who kept trying to stop the question, so I keep opening the floodgates. Oh, it's you? Okay, that's fine. Whatever. I, I mean, without them, we don't really have much of a show. We tried that before. Here, <laughs> listen to our opinions on things. And everyone was like, nah. Nah, we'll just right, skip well, to How the- about you question everything I do and everything I think? Yeah! <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Oh, it's it's sad, but it's true. All these questions come from our patrons over at patreon.com slash bumblecast, kofi.com slash bumblecast, and our YouTube members. Indeed, indeed. Let's go ahead and get started off with this one from Anonymous. How would Shadow and Blaze fare if they were forced to work together? Would they appreciate each other's quietness and, effic- and efficiency? After all, they seem to get along nicely in the Archie comics. Or would someone like Blaze be a bit too irritated by Shadow's arrogance? I think they would function. Sure. Uh, Blaze might be a little impatient with his arrogance, but she's also not going to let it get to her. And Shadow's not the type to necessarily exacerbate things. Sonic will tease. If Sonic knows he can get under your skin, he's going to needle that because he's fine. Shadow's not. I if Blaze has an issue with him, that's her problem. So the fact that they will not pull their punches and get stuff done would be appreciated. So, yeah, they'd be fine. Whoever they were up against would be in a world of pain, but they would be fine. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Here's one from Master Disaster. Sonic and Spark from Spark the Electric Jester switch places for a day. What happens in the time before they go back to normal? Does Sonic try to take on Fark? Does Spark stress himself out with trying to reason with Metal Sonic? Let's find out next now. <laughs> I I know nothing about Spark and the elect, Spark the Electric Jester. I nothing. I know what he looks like, but that is it. <laughs> it's a it's a Sonic esque game. That much I picked up on. Yes, but yes, I know nothing about the character or the world or any of that. So that I'm kind of at a dead end yeah but, it, but he is Sonic? but he is a clown so i i assumed that yes i'm assuming fark is some kind of major antagonist so if he is doing the bad thing sonic will stop him or try to at least that that's a given i mean yeah 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 I, i've talked about before how i thought spark the electric jester was like a, a thing that people made up before i actually looked it up and found out that it was in fact a real game <laughs> I thought people were just, like, taking the piss out of it, out of Sonic. Like, yeah, I've played Spark the Electric Jester. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's a real thing? <laughs> Looked it up, and yeah, apparently so. Uh, I mean, they look great. I want to play them, but I just, they're completely off my radar. Like, I know the first one is, like, a 2D-style game. The second one is in 3D, sort of like a Sonic Adventure. And then the third one is more like, a, I guess, more like a modern Sonic? I, I don't know if that's actually what they went with, how they did it, or if it's if Spark Three is more of the same. I don't know. I mean, I, well, good on them for getting three games out. I mean, yeah, since 2017, three very different games too. It's not like you can just reuse assets necessarily. Yeah. So pretty cool. I hope they've been successful. 
I think they've done pretty well, and that's good. Keep it up. I like to have more Sonic-esque games that aren't Sonic. Here's one from Oz Jam. What would Rosie have as tarot cards? Skeptic male? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go too far with the antithesis thing here. Rosie had a hammer as well. Yeah. It was a spiky hammer, but she had a hammer. So her... Okay, maybe we'll call the misfortune cards. Har, har, har. Uh, if we really want to, we can say they just have inverse meanings of the original tarot cards. Fortune cards. They're fortune cards, not tarot. <clears throat> fortune cards. Legally distinct fortune cards. Ahem, ahem, ahem. <laughs> no pagan mysticism here. No, sir. Nope. Nope. No seeing into the future for Amy. Nope. Mm-mm. Never. Sand off those corners. Never. Never, ever. Please, strict parents, don't look this way. <laughs> this is cute little animals territory. There's nothing, there's no funny business going on here. Here's one from Chaos Sonic 1. So what would Whisper's Zombot colors would have to, would have be? As it was shown that Shadows and Knuckles was red and Tangles was yellowish orange. Yeah, Tangles could be, no. Whispers. Whispers could be yellowish goldish, maybe a platinum silver to go with the cape. Maybe blue, just to make you ask questions. I don't know. <laughs> what color are her eyes? Blue? What? Are they blue? Are they? are they gray? Are they blue? I think they're blue. Hold on. The chat will tell so us. She has blue eyes. Yeah, they're blue. Blue eyes, okay. There you go. <laughs> so that's what that's what her uh, zombot color is, is blue. Just match her eyes. There you go. <laughs> then watch me be wrong in the future when something happened but apparently tangle <laughs> wasn't purple oh oh well here's one from chaos synth or chow synth i don't know but what i do know is they have a question how much radiation could shadow withstand he's cleanly walked off a practically point blank blast from metal sonic's torso but could he stand next to like the elephant's foot at chernobyl without becoming ill <laughs> I mean, the regular characters seem to handle the void of space just fine. Yeah. And he's the ultimate life form. Yeah, maybe he could stand next to the elephant foot and <laughs> snicker at it for how weak it is. <laughs> Great, just what you want, Shadow going nuclear. <laughs> yeah. Shadow Boy. the tardigrade. Ah. <sighs> We don't need that. Here's one from Crab. It's over, Ian. The Sega goons have just breached the outer layer of the Bumble compound. It's only a matter of time before they get to us. We are locked in with the MacGuffiamond. It has the power to change one aspect of Sonic lore forever, big or small, and it will be as if it was never anything else. It's, what is that? Does that mean you're supposed to use it before they they get in? Before they yeah, get us? Yeah, my one. One of my spiteful retcon on all the universe. <laughs> Stop breaking into the compound. All right. As the laser sights train in, as Kyle shields me with his body, <laughs> as all of my bumble cultists pray for salvation, I, ris- <laughs> I lift the MacGuff Island over my head and say, everyone agrees it's Hydro City. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, booze in the chat all around apparently 
Well, clearly I need to get my hands on the McGuff Island <laughs> yeah, so I can you, preach the truth. You, you truly, truly. Hydro means city, and city means city. My fair lady. <laughs> uh, a Hydro City atrocity, I tell you what. <laughs> There's one from Daryl. As a professional author, does Ian ever encounter bouts of total writer's block? If so, what does he do to remedy it? There have been times where I'm just sitting there going, think, and the answer is just like the sound of wind down an empty corridor. The synapses just are not firing. And in those cases, stop. Just back off and do something else. Go for a walk, do the chores, work on another project that's wholly unrelated that you don't particularly want to do, but you need to because you can't work on this other thing. Play a video game, listen to music, read a book, do something, just stop thinking about it. Because all you're doing is frustrating yourself and it's not going to work. And once you take a break, once your brain has stopped trying to push that boulder up the hill, it'll click eventually. And then everything clicks and you're like, yes, I can, I have it. I know what to do. And you're in bed and you're about to fall asleep. So you get up and you turn the lights back on and you sit down for like two hours and you type it all out and it's really satisfying. But now you're thrown off your sleep schedule. So you go back to bed, you wake up super groggy. You look at the notes you wrote down. It's like, this is trash. Why did I write this down? <laughs> oh no. Too real, Ian. Too real. You can, all the other writers in the audience are very sad right now. All the other artists, not even just writers. Because wow. they know I'm right. <laughs> they know my pain. They've been there. They've done that. <laughs> They're all saying Ian's just like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's one from me to under Paragon. If given the chance, how would you create a horror story for Sonic in IDW? And I'm not talking the metal virus, Scrapniks, or whatever Archie was trying to do. I'm talking legit childhood trauma fear like Disney's Snow White Legend of Sleepy Hollow, The Black Cauldron, or Hunchback of Notre Dame. If Disney could get away with leaving scars on children, Sonic can easily do it too. So how would you create a true horror story for Sonic if Sega ever gave you the chance? Now, I contend that Metal Virus does that. Yeah, Metal Virus is pretty traumatic, especially if you're younger. Especially if you're going by the the Disney the Disney yeah level of violence, it's you know Xena holding cream by her ears just out of reach of the screaming shambling horde. That's terrible. Yeah, that's awful. I'm a monster. <laughs> See what you've done, Ian. You know the body horror of Tough getting a hole blown in him and a T one thousands back together. The hopelessness. Of people running and losing. Vector having to seal away that citizen behind a bunch of cars while they're still turning and conscious of the fact that they're being left behind. Metal virus is dark. That's that's as horrific as I would ever want to go with Sonic, I think. I mean, Anything else? And I feel like that's crossing the line. I mean, Surge's, Surge and Kid's story is pretty dang dark, too. Yeah, the only reason why that's palatable is because we dance around the details. Yeah, yeah. And also, people seem to like Serge a lot, despite her evil tendencies. But, you know, evil's fun. No, evil's fun. <laughs> <laughs> See? We're on the same wavelength here. We know. Exactly. We know what's up. 
Uh, now, like for me, I I feel like the line was crossed in Sonic X season three when you see uh, that one pilot getting eaten alive by the tree and you oh. see the roots crawling up under their skin. That mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, metal virus is bad. Yeah, sure. I feel like that's a step too far. So I'm being, I mean, I feel like I have achieved what you have wanted with metal virus. I wouldn't want to a go any further and B. I don't think we need to return to that anytime soon. No, I'm not being asked though. When will you give them the therapy arc? I, I mean, I assume by them, you mean like everybody, you know what just the the metal virus being pulled from them also like pulled the trauma with it apparently of super powered (laughs) miraculousness uh you're being booed again (laughs) look eggman already blew up the planet once and everyone was like ah that was inconvenient worldwide (laughs) plague is nothing i mean it's true this is funny cartoon world. What do you want? <laughs> Trauma never sticks. Except for sticks. Wait, no, hold on. Here's one from Exodel. In Secret Rings, Sonic transforms into Dark Spine Sonic by absorbing the world rings of hatred, rage, and sorrow. How different would the form be if he also absorbed the world rings of hope, joy, pleasure, and desire? Would he look the same but carry the power of those rings? Or would he maybe look like a cross of Dark Spine and Supersonic? Well, if he absorbed those rings as well, that would give him all the world rings. So he would be the full composite of the Arabian Nights. So if anything, I think you would get like something akin to Excalibur Sonic, but more themed towards the Arabian Nights. I'm not terribly familiar with all the stories in there, I don't know if there's some kind of like grand golden champion character anywhere in there, but if there is such a heroic figure, I would imagine it would be in line with that. And if it was just the more positive rings, like if he didn't get the other three, mm-hmm. then I would just be like a light spine Sonic. Ooh, shiny. Sufferably happy and upbeat, even for him. Ew, gross. <laughs> Acting too much like, geez, I don't even know who is like who that upbeat and smiley. Amy, maybe sometimes depends on the game. <laughs> he just turns to the Amy Rose. <laughs> oh no, he's literally. Oh no, that's terrifying. That that's scary. I don't know if we should. I don't know if you should have that. I think Amy would be horrified. Well, she wasn't in that game. There you go. That's why she wasn't in the game. Sonic got the wrong transformation. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Magical girl time. The the. The boy becomes the magical girl. Good for him. (laughs) Well, let's take a break on that note, and then we'll come back with more on the Bumblecast. We have an ad sponsored by patron Dominic the Raccoon. Hello, listeners. Are you interested in platformer characters experimenting with narratives? How about varied combat systems? or perhaps want to see more of the red guy that Sonic goes to the Olympics with, then let me introduce you to Mario RPG Central, a fan-made Discord server. Dedicated to the surprising amount of Mario-themed RPGs released over the years, this community bolsters discussion channels, has custom emotes, and enjoys occasional events. With a moderation team that seeks to maintain a pleasant atmosphere, it's a chance to make new friends as well. 
so please consider joining the server or follow them at Mario RPG Central on Twitter with the links in the episode description below. We're back with a question from Finest Cacophony. Apparently in Rush Adventure, Shadow was found manning a bar in an ending slide, so it got me thinking, what do you think Shadow was doing during every story he was absent from? Was he just mixing drinks at Club Rouge the entire time till he needed plot relevance? Now, I can remember this. So I went back and watched the ending and the credits to Sonic Rush Adventure, and there was no such thing. So I don't know where you're coming from. But the idea of Shadow slinging drinks at Club Rouge in his off time is hilarious. So I'll allow it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I mean, it's more interesting than whatever else. Like, he's off brooding somewhere waiting to have motivation <laughs> is that living in his house the cave from sonic boom <laughs> <laughs> is anything attacking the planet anything evil no all right i'll just be here anything evil get no all right <laughs> <laughs> well that's why he's there so we can hear over here any of the any people talking about anything evil going on <laughs> <laughs> What are we going to do, boss? That shadow guy's over there by the bar. And I just order a Bloody Maria. He'll just stare off into space for an hour. Oh, no. Terrible. Awful. Big oof, I think he's taking it off, boss. Quick, order some shots. That'll throw him off. Ian. Wow. What? <laughs> Man. I'm the guy who wants Shadow dead, and even I think that's too harsh. <laughs> Might as well desensitize to it now. Movie three's coming up, and they're gonna have to touch on it. You know they will. I mean, they don't have to. They can just ignore it. It's like the central plot point to his backstory. I don't know how they're gonna avoid it. I mean, just don't bring it up. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Maria's his surfboard now. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> Those monsters have gone through my surfboard out the airlock. <laughs> now the world will pay. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if it's something that silly. <laughs> Speaking of the Sonic movies, here's a question from Godzilla. Who do you think would play a better Uncle Chuck in the Sonic movies, Brian Cranston or J.K. Simmons? Both are solid actors and voice actors, but who do you think would play off Ben Schwartz's movie Sonic the best? Brian Cranston. Yeah. I mean, J.K. Simmons is amazing. He's, but... I mean, they could both pull it off for sure. Like, I don't, I don't think either one would be a bad choice. I think Simmons is too aggressive. But in how he sounds? Maybe he's just—he's too powerful. <laughs> All right, fine. He's, just, he's too manly. You just can't rein it in. Brian Cranston can do soft and nurturing and loving, but also with passion and gravitas. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> yeah yeah all right I, i'm with you on that one yeah just just give him a robot voice i think maybe it would work yeah sure why not <laughs> just have someone say wow sonic really is the fastest thing alive and he's like you're goddamn right <laughs> <laughs> he said the thing he said the thing here's one from geo knuckles Knuckles' interactions with Mina slash Pinky and Momo slash Creatine. Who would be the best teammate? Uh, I think Pinky would be maybe too Sonic-esque for his tastes, but she has great 
chemistry with Karishima, and that's basically Knuckles when you get down to it, so maybe they'd work. As for Momo, I mean, I think she could provide direction, but Knuckles doesn't really like taking orders necessarily, but she could conjure up some crazy equipment that just enhances gloves so he could punch things harder, and he would appreciate that. I don't know. Both could be, both are applicable. Both could work. All right. Here's one from Happy Times. In an alternate timeline, instead of Sonic Underground, we got a revived Saturday AM, but the exact still mandated songs. What would the Freedom Fighters as a rock band be like, and what are their roles? And is Bunny still the sax symbol of the team? Sorry. Blame Archie for that joke. But <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Early Archie. <sighs> Uh, early Archie. Uh, let's see. I'm not even going to try to think of a justification for this. It just is. Yeah, go for it. All right. Now I'm going to do it anyway because I have an illness. Uh, Robotnik's been defeated, and the best way to unify Mobius is with a goodwill tour and through the unifying power of music. Okay. I'm on board. Sonic's like, really, Sal? And Sal's like, just get in the van. We're doing this. <laughs> So Sonic's still on guitar, yeah, of course. Uh, what do you think for a rotor? Drums or keyboard? Oh, keys, keys, yeah. Keys? Let's go with keys. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Bunny's on bass. Yeah, that just makes sense. Uh, Nicole adds kind of the synth rock to everything. Antoine wants to be lead, <laughs> but they convince him that his rhythm is just so good he has to be on drums. <laughs> I mean, sure, they're losing out on the perfect front man, but he's carrying the team from behind. Did that work? Oh, thank God it worked. <laughs> and Sally's the manager. All right. <laughs> Antoine's about the only one I, I, I would trust to play drums, I think, maybe. But if, Sa but if Sally played, though, what if Sally played? What would she play? She always manages, so let her play something. See, I'd put her on keyboard, then. And put rotor on drums. Yeah. What about the vocalist, though? Who's who's doing vocals? Uh, Sonic and Bunny. Okay. And Antoine's frontman, but they never turn. They never plug in the mic. They never turn his mic on. <laughs> or Nicole is part of the dedicated mic, and she just like vocaloids for him super hard. <laughs> she auto tunes him to hell and back, but he sounds great. Oh yeah. I figured I, I figured that uh, Sonic, or not Sonic, what about Antoine's like on triangle or tambourine? <laughs> God, Rob Paulson singing Hey Mr. Tambourine Man out of key <laughs> as Antoine. I'd pay money for that. <laughs> Bonjour, tambourine man, play the tambourine for me. <laughs> about what it would sound like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm being asked if there will be nagas with a keytar spreading bad vibes <laughs> because oh, if not i yeah. don't want it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it sounds amazing absolutely. that sounds amazing i want that i need that little dark gremlins with the power of evil music yep yep <laughs> Let's have a sick riff and just shoots lasers Maybe Dulcie's on Triangle, because she would, like, volunteer for it, you know? Dulcie is the boss. 
<laughs> or that the van yeah <laughs> oh shoot tails oh we tails. Can, oh dang it <laughs> tails is kind of forgettable in that show though to be fair but yes we need tails tails tails, tails is the uh the stage tech he gets everything set up in like record time he he builds it up he breaks it down didn't even realize he was doing it the kid's got like a the touch for this sort of thing yeah 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 sonic needs a guitar and boom tails is right there with it you know he needs a guitar switch you know it's just like boom didn't even didn't even notice didn't even notice they need a bag that's that's the whole premise of an episode right there is tails tails feels undervalued so he you know skips on a show and they they completely fall apart without him Mm -hmm. sonic is desperately searching everywhere tails buddy our lives are on the line we need you back buddy come on (laughs) Nobody can figure out how to plug in an amp. Help! <laughs> I'm being told that Antoine's ta- on his third acoustic set with a damn tambourine. Tails, help! <laughs> I'm being told that Tails has all the fangirls and they scare him. <laughs> I mean, same. Same. <laughs> all right, that was a fun one. Here's one from a talk. For spooky season, here's a spooky question. What arcana of Amy's fortune cards would you assign to which Sonic characters, like S-Links in Persona? You don't have to do every arcana, that's a lot. The cards roughly represent a character's story in Persona, if you don't know. I can't speak to Persona, and I can't really speak about the cards either, because that might actually spoil the product a little bit. Mmm. Hashtag knowing smile, huh? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Well then, maybe that'll actually come out eventually someday. Kind of like that. <laughs> kind of, huh? Next year. Kind of like that cookbook. The cookbook's out. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, good. Or if it's not out already, it should be pretty close to when this episode airs. Oh, interesting. Hmm. As a matter of fact, they actually asked me to like promote it on Twitter in my free time, and I keep forgetting to take pictures and go, "Oh, look at this cool thing." I should do that. <laughs> Here it if you're is. Listening to this, and I haven't done it yet. It's because I got distracted again. Ooh, shiny thing. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. All right. Here's one from Hero Squad. Does Hypersonic's flashing move have a name? Not that I'm aware of. I thought it did, but you that think it could have been in like something like the prima guide or something you know something mm. horrendously unofficial not in any way <laughs> an actual thing so i don't know i don't know what i do know is we have a question from john b jet the ha- jet the hawk falco and rivali walk into a bar who gets kicked out first i don't know if anyone can move because the sheer atmospheric pressure of those egos <laughs> all in a confined space <laughs> I had to look up Rivali. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Rivali is just Zelda Falco. <laughs> well, I mean, you get wow. Falco is just, is just Star Fox uh, Rivali. Wow, he really does look like Falco. <laughs> okay. He's an, he's an ace flyer, and he's got all the swagger. All of the swagger, Kyle. He is Falco, and he's great. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize this guy. <laughs> he's such a jerk i love him uh, <laughs> kind of like falco who gets who gets kicked out first probably jet because of... he he's the thief he's the one who's gonna pick a fight well no that's not true they're all gonna pick a fight who am i kidding 
I mean, of the three, uh, though, I think Jet is, like, the most ornery. Like, he's, like, I don't know. Yeah. There's just something about him. Like, Falco and Rivali could be more refined or, you know, keep, keep stay low. But Jet's more likely to go off. Yeah. He'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shortest fuse. Yeah. And Jet's also, like, a bad guy, sort of. He's not really a good guy. Falco and Rivali are at least on the heroic end of the spectrum. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think Although- Jet... Falco is kind of ex-pirate? Yeah, but he knows when to shut up, eventually. <laughs> eh, I don't know. Maybe if they get enough drinks before things escalate, they'll all just become best bros, and they're talking about how their main protagonist anchors are so useless without them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm being told we have to acknowledge the underage drinking in the room. I mean, no, we don't. What age? No, they're just all really happy because of the apple juice. <laughs> it's so sweet and refreshing. It's a milk bar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Here's one from Wan G. What would be the color of the Zombot versions of Whisper, Sally, Elias, Antoine, Buddy, Rotor, Mighty Ray, and Julie Sue? Now, Whisper we already went through earlier. Yeah. Uh, Sally and Elias, maybe they're kind of a metallic mahogany or blue. Sally is the, her red hair. Color. Yeah, all right, all right. And Elias would be uh, the brown mahogany. We'll go with that. Mahogany, mahogany. Antoine's got to match his toupee color. Um, <laughs> bunny, I don't know. Either that gunmetal gray to match the cybernetics, the kind of yellow orange that varied over time. Prefer mm-hmm. color, or just pink to match your top. Why not? Yeah. Rotor's purple, Mighty's red, Ray is yellow, Julie Sue's pink. Pink! Good old pink. Not lightish red, pink. (laughs) Pink. (laughs) Here's a question from Levi C. Is the name Soul Dimension canon? I... (laughs) You know? I don't know if it's ever come up. It's it's the Soul Kingdom, but is it the Soul Dimension? Is it just a fandom thing? You know, I think Soul Empire wasn't actually nailed down for Shurzies until the comic. Mm. I don't know if Soul Dimension is like on the books as the distinguishing name. I don't know. I'll have to double check that. Fascinating. They could just call it Kitty Land. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a question here from Metamode. Which Egg Max could Rough and Tumble reliably take out? imagine they could handle your standard egg mobile variants i'm counting those as egg mechs they're machinery they're mechanical eggman flies them uh if we're getting into the modern era the speed aspect is a bit of a problem because i can't see either of them keeping up with like the unleashed bosses the ones that you're like chasing down that's a bit much i mean what about things like just base enemies like base bad oh, bad sure yeah no problem okay they can handle those when we get into, like, end boss tier, I think they could probably handle the Death Egg robot, but Egg Dragoon might be a bit... Well, if they're working together. <laughs> no, it's funnier if they just get absolutely curb stomped by the Egg Dragoon. <laughs> if they're working together, they might severely damage it. <laughs> they might put a few dents in it. Mm. I like Egg Hornet, Egg Walker, Egg... Viper, maybe <laughs> they beat the egg viper, but they fall for the suicide dive every 
Dang it. Because this time they're going to get it. This time they're going to stop. Nope. Yeah, no, no, no. They'll never they'll never do it. Like the thing with Rough and Tumble is as goofy as they are, you know, as low tier villainy as they are, they are still able to cause trouble for Sonic. And that alone makes them fairly powerful. Yeah. It's, it's just, just on a relative level, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why Sonic and the gang win. They're better. But, you know, compared to your average Joe, Rough and Tumble are still pretty formidable. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. One last question left, and we're reviving the Frontiers Spoiler Zone. So if you have not played the Update 3 for Frontiers, for Sonic Frontiers, do not go any further. Tune out now, and we'll see you next time. But uh, if you are interested in hearing about some Frontiers Update 3 spoilers, stick around. This one is from Chow Researcher. Not sure if you know, but are the four other ancient tribes and the Fort Titans intended to correspond with the four main Chow attributes? The powerful ones for power, the tailed ones for swim, the four-legged ones for run, and the winged ones for fly? I don't know. I didn't write that. Huh. Well, on that bombshell, it's time to end. Thank you so much for everyone who contributed questions through patreon.com slash bumblecast, ko-fi.com slash bumblecast, and our YouTube members. Be good to yourselves to each other and we will see you next time on the Bumblecast. Take care of yourselves. See you later, everybody. You've been listening to the Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumble King Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T-Lopes. Find out more information along with podcast feeder links, MP3 downloads, and more at BumbleKing.com and KNGI.org. Night, guys. Good night. All right, now that he's gone, I'm going to tell you something.